Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Chad C. Betts about effective goal setting for personal success. Chad Betts, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thank you. Great to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have this conversation with you today. We've been preparing for this for a while now, and it's an awesome opportunity given the current environment that we're in. And we people are kind of still, we're, we're almost a year into COVID, and people right. are still into this weird reality and that many people are in lockdown or they're trying to juggle kids and homeschool and work and working virtually and all these sorts of things. It's been a messy year, um, yet we're, we're coming out of it, I think, hopefully learning to be more resilient and more gritty and realizing that we can do hard things. And I think within that context, it raises our awareness about self-development and the opportunity that we have um, to, to gr- learn and grow and better ourselves. And I know you do a lot of work around goal setting and how to do that effectively to drive personal success. So that'll be our focus uh, today as we have this conversation. As we get started, I wanted to share Chad's bio with all the listeners. Chad C. Betts is a financial service executive with over 20 years of experience, a keynote speaker and author of Late Bloomer, It's Not Too Late to Succeed, a highly reviewed book that uses his experiences and personal stories to demonstrate how people can succeed at any age. He advises CEOs and coaches, business people. Chad holds a master's degree in economics. Chad is also a martial artist with black belts and two non-traditional styles. And I know you're currently studying another style. I'll let you tell us a little bit about that if you don't mind. Uh, He's a husband and a father of two plus an overweight, prematurely gray dog that reminds him of himself. (laughs) Uh, That's that's great. And uh, I have two dogs myself. um, And I, I think dogs add so much to the home environment. Uh, I love them to death. And so I can connect with you there on the dog front also. Um, before we really launch into our conversation, uh, I would love for you to just share a little bit more about your personal background and context, um, starting with, if you would, uh, martial arts, because that's intriguing to me. And then we can get into anything else about your professional background or personal background you want to share. Perfect. It, yes. I uh, Thank you for having me, John. It's great to be here. Uh, with martial arts, I study two non-traditional. Uh, what that means is it doesn't have a direct lineage uh, back to a Japanese or Korean art. It, they're mixed martial arts. So it's I wasn't a cage fighter, uh, but we would work on everything from a Brazilian jiu-jitsu on the ground to an Aikido for throwing uh, to a Tang Sudo for fighting. Uh, I'm currently studying a traditional style, uh, which is an Okinawan style. Uh, it's stand-up, meaning punches and kicks, uh, and that's called Gojuru. Uh, it's the art of hard and soft. 
if you've watched the Karate Kid, uh, that is uh, a stylized, you know, very stylized uh, version of Goshiru. Uh, and Mr. Miyagi is kind of a throwback to the, uh, the founder of Goshiru, uh, Chojin Miyagi uh, from Okinawa. Well, that's super interesting. I love the Karate Kid, so yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that <laughs> that context. Um, well, very good. And and maybe before we jump into the conversation, um, what what got you into this space? Uh, so, master's degree in economics, you're a financial advisor. What got you into coaching and speaking and and this whole space around personal development and goal setting? It's funny, you look at economics, how can you be a coach? You should be sitting in front of a computer uh, with really thick glasses on. Uh, I did public choice economics, which was the economics of decision making. Uh, so it actually has a, a place in coaching. Uh, where I really started uh, was when I started writing a book. I was working on a novel uh, and you know, people were saying, oh, I could never do that. And then talking to people about exercise routines and martial arts. Oh, I'm way too old to do that. And it turned out they're younger than me. So I started cataloging all these I can'ts and I couldn't and this and that. I'm too old. I'm too fat. And those ideas became an outline. An outline became a book. Uh, and the book is published, Late Bloomer. And from there, uh, from the momentum I've gotten with you know, talking to people about the book and people reading the book, I've gotten into helping people directly uh, with you know, succeeding, especially when you know, people get in their 50s, you know, they might feel like their success is behind them, uh, but it's not true. Uh, and it's, it's, it's amazing. People as young as in their 30s think they've missed a boat on things. So the idea that we've missed out uh, is... You know, is a fallacy. Now, I'll be realistic. I mean, I'm not going to be an Olympic sprinter ever, but there's goals that I could have and I'm not too old to achieve them. Well, I love that. And it, it is an interesting thing. And maybe it's a Western mindset. Maybe it's an American, uh, something that's that's driven through our, our society here. Um, but you know, you talk about, you get through, through high school, you go off to college and you get like on this, this expectation for this linear path towards like continual growth and development. And that's where you get people who are 30 and they're like, I don't like what I'm doing. Uh, or right. maybe they, they don't feel like they figured things out or they're 40 and they're going through a midlife crisis. And they're like, I, I hate my job. Uh, what am I supposed to do? And the realization, you know, hopefully that people get to is that, you're, you're never too old to reinvent yourself. Um, and there's, there's no, th this, it's a myth that there's this one linear path that we take on towards personal success, career success, etc. Uh, I don't know about you, but I, I've zigzagged all over the place. Right. Um, and I think most, that's most people, very few people figure out what they want to do very early on. And then they just keep going that direction and they just have continual upward growth. Most people zigzag, they go, they make lateral moves. Um, sometimes they take a step back, they have to figure out, you know, what they want to do and then they reinvent themselves. And I think that's, that's very healthy. And so part of it's just reframing what does success look like? What is success to me? And I know that's one of the first things that you do with people you work with is helping them to define success for them. And it's really reinforced in the media. We see the 20 under 20s and the 30 under 30s. And that's what's really just thrown at us all the time. And we forget the reason they are newsworthy is because they're rare. 
you know, the, like you said, most people have that zigzag path uh, and, you know, they're not, you know, Elon Musk is an exception. He's not the rule to be that successful that fast. You know, it takes time and we do have twists and turns. And, you know, to be able to focus and realize that, you know, you may be upset and tired because you're working on the wrong goals. You feel like you are on that hamster wheel because you're helping someone else achieve their goals at the expense of yours. So you're tired and you're discouraged and you think you can't succeed because you're working on the wrong things. And that's where you know, people around us who influence us and our goals uh, have that big impact. Because if we're not working on goals that are meaningful to us, that we really believe in, we're not going to feel successful, even if we look like we're this really big success on the outside. So, so how do we go about defining success for ourselves, especially if we're getting pulled in, sucked into this media paradigm of the, the 30 under 30, 40 under 40 successes, the Elon Musk examples. Mm -hmm. um, you know, how do I take a step back from that uh, and, and reevaluate myself and come up with what success should look like for me? Yeah, and this is the perfect time to do that self-reflection. As you mentioned earlier, I mean, we've been in COVID, we're frustrated, we're tired. It's time to just take a deep breath and hit that reset button. You know, we've had our challenges and now what can we do to move forward? So how do we hit that reset button? One, we have to think about what we really want to do. Now, when we see the goal setting books, we always see big goals. You know, that's, that's their things. You can achieve big goals. Well, maybe I don't want to achieve big goals. Maybe I just want to maintain my lifestyle. What do I need to do that? You know, I need to have a money stream. I need to have a certain level of healthiness. You know, maybe I want to experience new things. I want to travel. You know, I want, you know, to take classes. I want to learn new things. How can I do that? Maybe I need to take a job that gives you more vacation time so you can go and do those things. So, and it's, in, and it might be that you do have that big goal. You know, and how do you find those? The way I did it, I have this exercise, a 20 goal exercise, where you write down 20 goals that you want to do from the practical goals all the way to the craziest thing you can think of. And then you put them in order. When I did that, you know, one of my crazy goals was to write a book. Well, it's not so crazy now. It's, it's, it's achievable. I found that it was achievable. But what the goal exercise showed me was patterns. So I took those 20 goals, I categorized them from what I want to do most to not so much. And what it showed me is I want to help people. I want to help people grow. I want to write books and I want to coach people. That's the direction I wanted to go. So by putting yourself through that, by writing down your top 20 goals, identifying the patterns that they're saying, this is what you want to do. You can really identify if you do have those big goals, if you want to write that book, or if you, like I said, if you want to maintain your lifestyle and travel, uh, those are all valid goals. You know, we don't have to have these giant goals to be successful. You'll be able to go to uh, Cancun twice a year can be success. Yeah. And it's different for all of us. And so, that's right. you know, so sometimes, it's, you know, you, you grow up and maybe your parents put pressure on you to go on a certain path, you know, a, a university path, a certain major um, going into a certain profession. I know a lot of mm -hmm. people feel that. 
Um, I, you know, I kind of felt that not, not that my parents were trying to put on that pressure, but I, I felt that kind of pressure. And part of it for me was, you know, I was one of those that changed my major four times as an undergrad. And eventually I got to the point where I, I switched from, you know, a, a career path at a university with a, you know, a really great reputation. I, I, if I would have graduated in that program, you know, my ticket was punched. I, you know, I, I would have had a very successful career, but the problem was I, I realized that I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I couldn't imagine myself doing that, you know, for my career, even though I was pretty good at it. And, and so at, at that point, you know, I, I feel lucky now, as I look back 20 years later, you know, I feel lucky that I had the courage at the time to make a, a dramatic shift. And I changed majors one more time. I switched to sociology of all things. You know, most people thought I was crazy because, you know, why, why are you trading in this lucrative career to be a social scientist? And, and it, maybe it was crazy, but it resonated with me. It, it, it fit my needs better. And it, it was a better fit for what I wanted for my future and my family and, you know, those types of goals. And I feel lucky that I, I, I did that. And that put me on a trajectory. Like I said, I've zigzagged since, but it put me on a trajectory that was much more consistent with my values and, you know, where I put the most importance in my life. And not to say that that was the correct choice for other people, but for me, it was the correct choice. Uh, and, and I, with a little bit of hindsight, I can now look back and see that even though it was super scary, you know, to make that adjustment at the time. Yeah. And the- Fast forward. Sorry, oh, go ahead. People who have thought about making that change, but we'll jump into economics right now. They have the sunk costs. You know, they've invested 20 years of right. their life in a career, and now it's super scary to go and jump into something else. Uh, that doesn't mean you shouldn't. Uh, and there's ways to do it on a part-time basis and you'll build up. So you have your day job and side gigs where you can go and start, you know, it, you're not lost just because you've invested 20 years uh, in what you think may be the wrong path. There is, there's, you know, there's exits off the highway where you don't have to, you know, jump into the deep end. You can stick your toes in the water and kind of slowly exit. I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership, Ordinary Everyday Actions That Produce Extraordinary Results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years. With increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition, the average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. 
Yeah. And that's one of those things that I, I actually really love about, you know, how we've moved towards more flexible, virtual work from home types of work, but also the right. gig economy. And, and there's so many opportunities that I think many young people are availing themselves of to just try things out, to experiment and to see, you know, you can, you can go down one, one path uh, based on, on some of your goals, but also have like parallel paths, mm -hmm. right? And you can, you can try other things out. So I think that's wonderful. Uh, and perhaps that's easier to do today than it was in previous generations. Um, and, and so I, I think that's very fortunate, but it comes back to, like you said, defining success mm -hmm. for you, which you can only do if you are practicing mindfulness and critical self-reflection. If you're so caught up in the busyness of your day-to-day where you're just going, you're just on the hamster wheel and you're churning and you're grinding out, you probably at some point can realize, yeah, I'm not very happy. Yeah, this isn't what I thought it would be, but you don't really know what else or what to replace it with or, or what would make more sense for you until you take the time to, to step back. That's why there's so many movies about right. it, right? So people, peers, people experiencing um, a midlife crisis or career dilemma, and they're not sure what to do. And so they quit their job and then they fly off to another part of the world and they spend three months finding themselves. Right. right. Um, so there's lots of books and movies with that kind of a plot line. And if, if someone can do that, great, but you don't have to do that. You don't have to disengage from the world, you know, to find yourself. You can do that while you're still engaged with your family and with the workplace you know, as you start to redefine what it means to be successful for you. Right. This is not the matrix. You don't have to take the red pill. You know, you can go and have a gradual change. And, you know, part of that change too is recognizing the influencers around you. Uh, you put one of the, you, know, you mentioned one of the biggest influencers are families. You know, it's like they can, you know, have a, the impact on us from college that can last for years later. Uh, and you look at it and why are they doing it? Why are they hindering us? It's because they're trying to protect us. Oh, don't start a business. Do you know how many businesses fail? Uh, yeah, but they don't know. You know. Yes, there's statistics about business failures, but going to talk to an expert on that business, you know, of those business failures, how many of those just jumped in the deep end and didn't get the information beforehand? How many didn't talk to somebody who's been in that business before? Talk to a business coach. You know, then you know, our friends too. You know, it's I, I go back to when I was, you know, I, I'm, well, I'm not thin now, but I was really heavy at one point. Uh, and I was thinking about getting fit. And I wanted to, you know, the idea of I want to run a triathlon. Now, I haven't done that yet. And I might still do it. But I brought it up to my friends at a bar. And that was a mistake. Uh, the friends of the, it, it turned into a really big, funny thing. They, they uh, you know, the friends at the bar said, well, you know, Chad, that, you know, it's not smoking, drinking and eating, you know, and that, you know, and I brought it down to uh, the wrong path. So I got off of that path. So talking to the right people, it doesn't mean you have to alienate your friends. You go and talk to your friends, but if you want a fitness plan, talk to a fitness trainer. Uh, that's, you know, that's what I learned. I don't talk to my friends about fitness. I go to my gym and I have a trainer to talk to. And she really knows how to get, you know, people who are a little bit older, who are a little bit overweight into better shape. And that's the path that I'm on now. You know, and, you know, also our coworkers, for those of us who, who aren't self-employed, you know, they might get a little jealous on things. You know, they may not have the accomplishments. They may want to do something too, but not want to put the work in. 
Uh, when I first wrote my book, my coworkers were not supportive at all. It's funny, people I used to work with were very supportive. Uh, but when I had your know, book signings, and I, and I did this all after work, this was all odd hours. I never did it during work time. But people who I used to work with came, but my current people didn't. It's, it's, it's interesting because it's, you know, how that works. You can't, you, you have to make sure that you're going to the right people. Uh, going to the experts, going to people who have your interests at heart, who want to see you succeed on the path that you're setting for yourself. Yeah, and I, I, I think that's absolutely right. What, one of the things you referred to several times already in our conversation today is about how there's really no expiration mm -hmm. uh, for setting goals and, and striving for success. So it doesn't matter if you're 30 or 40 or 50 or 60, right? Whatever, you, you can always reinvent yourselves we can always reinvent ourselves and we can, um, we can set goals at any point in time. Mm -hmm. I, I think the, the important thing is again, to ground, be grounded in what really matters to us. Like what is success for us and what, do, how does that align with our values and then setting, whether it's a big, big goal or small goals, just having those intermediate steps to help you achieve wherever that goal might be and however you define success and ultimately recognizing you know, that, that there will be lateral moves, there will be setbacks. And that's part of the deal. That's part of mm -hmm. what it means to grow. And there's no expiration on that growth. So we can continue forever. You know, sometimes I get really inspired when I see things like an 80 year old who finished her PhD, right? right. I'm like, that is amazing. Now yeah. she didn't, she didn't do that because she's now going to have a long career as an academic. She did that for self development, right? It was a personal right. goal because it was something that she knew um, would be meaningful to her. Um, and, and there's so many examples like that. It just takes a little bit of thoughtfulness and courage on our part to be able to, to step back and recognize it. Right. That's a, that's a great example. And, and, you know, with the way the weather's been lately, even people uh, in the deep South know what it's like to walk through deep snow. So when you walk through deep snow for the first time and it's a fresh snow, you got to step your foot in, you got to pull it out, you step it in, you pull it out. But if you see footsteps already and you go walk through those footsteps, it's a lot easier. So seeing those examples, oh, I'm too old to get my PhD. Well, this 80 year old just did it. Oh, I can't go and jump out of an airplane. Well, the 101 year old uh, World War II veteran just did that. You know, so there's all these examples out there. You know, read biographies, talk to people who've done it before. And that takes away the anxiety because you always have that little thing in the back of your head, that little voice saying, it's impossible, it's impossible. So when you see examples that it is possible and people have done it, people like you have done it, you know, you, it's easier to do. And that goes for goals that are personal life in our mm -hmm. relationships, as That's well right. as in the, as well as in the workplace. Right. That's right. Um, you know, and, and maybe like, I think of my wife, for example, now I, we got married young, we had six children. She devoted, you know, largely the first 15 years of our marriage to raising our children. Um, and, but along the way, she also focused on finishing her education. She earned um, her bachelor's and her master's degree. And then she started her doctorate. Now, you know, our kids are all in school. She's almost done with her doctorate mm -hmm. and she's approaching, you know, 40. And is that a little bit later than some people would like to start their career? Sure. 
but she still has plenty of time. She has plenty right. of run, runway ahead of her. She's finishing up her PhD. She'll have a long career as a professor. And, and she was able to raise a family. Like she, it wasn't an either or proposition. She was able to do both. Mm -hmm. And as I look to her example, you know, for, to my kids of, of resilience, you know, cause it's not easy raising kids and going through grad school, <laughs> right. um, but she, but she did it and she was persistent and she, she was committed. And that's what a wonderful example for my four daughters, for example, well, for my two sons as well, but for all, mm -hmm. for all my kids, but particularly my daughters. Right. And we all have that capacity. We all have that capability. Um, if we will just commit to it. Yeah, and that's you're right. It's all the definition of success. If 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 success is all about business and money, then Ebenezer Scrooge would be our hero, you know. But it, but it's not. You know, it's my path is similar to yours. You know, although you know I have the third of the number of kids you have, but we, my wife stayed home and she went to school while she was uh, uh, raising our children as well. And you know, when she was uh, going into labor uh, with my daughter, she was actually taking her statistics exam. So it's uh, you know, that's uh, I, I understand where you're coming from on that. And it's it, it's right. So she was able to succeed by getting her master's degree, uh, raise a family. And that's what it's about. That's that lifestyle piece. You know, so we weren't able to get a gigantic house at the time. And, you know, we weren't able to travel that much. And we, you know, our cars weren't brand new. You know, we had the success of raising the family the way we wanted to. And we were able to control things uh, that other people weren't able to. So that's where those choices come in. And where the really the definition of success is important. So you don't have those influencers, those you know people pushing the materiality on you. Oh, you need the bigger job. You need the brand new car. You, know, you need to keep up with the Joneses. You need to step back and focus on what makes you happy and how you, what would make you feel successful. Absolutely. Well, Chad, it has been a real pleasure talking with you today. Uh, I, I appreciate the conversation and we could go uh, much further and deeper mm -hmm. into the topic. So perhaps I can have you back on another time to continue the dialogue. But before we close today, I did want to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can get connected with you, find out more about um, uh, your book and other work that you're doing as a coach uh, and as a trainer and a speaker. And then give us the last word on the topic and then we'll close for today. That sounds great. Uh, the best way to get in touch with me is through the website, www.latebloomerbook.com. Uh, you can email me from there. You can get my LinkedIn and the Facebook page. Uh, there's a link to buy the book. And it, there's uh, links to show when I'm doing online trainings. So you'll be able to uh, get information uh, on that as well. You know, what, what I would leave with is this is the time to really just hit the reset button and take control of your life. No matter what mistakes you've made, uh, no matter if you are on the right path or you don't think you're on the right path, you have it in you to find success. You just have to step back, define that success, recognize who around you is influencing you uh, and if that's supporting or hurting your chances of success and move forward with finding the experts who could really put you on that right track. So go out there and, and find the success that you deserve. Wonderful. Thank you, Chad. I encourage listeners to reach out, get connected. 
uh, check out the book and find out how he can help you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. We are excited about the launch of HCI's new magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free, interactive e-magazine designed to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We will be publishing issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Check out the first issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.